I used to sit in the preschool in tears. All the man really has to do on the day of birth is find a good parking spot. <laughs> dad, Dad, catch this. Boom, I've done a poo. Stop stabbing your sister. From the news desk to the nursery. Mum! This is the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Hello. Today our guests are Beck Finer, graphic designer and co-author of If I Was Prime Minister, and Mark Serrells, editor-director at tech and culture website CNET. Beck has two kids, and so does Mark. They're not together. I have to make sure I say that because both of their children are two and five. Yeah. Yep. Welcome to you both. Hi. Thanks for having us. I kind of feel like you're in the trenches, though. Like two uh, and yes. five. Until, oh you're, uh, until your youngest is at least four. Yeah. I know. I'm like just digging myself out of holes when yeah. people, all day. When people have a third kid, when their second kid is like four... I'm just like, what are you doing? I know. You escaped. You're out of the woods. Run. Unless you want a girl, Mark. <laughs> Mark's, yeah, yeah, Mark's totally. got two boys. He's going to go for a third, we reckon. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've only known him for two minutes. <laughs> Having three boys would be awesome as well, you know? Like everyone's in a really in chaotic, yeah. crazy yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. Well, this week we're going to be talking about um, basically after Constance Hall's rant about her husband, Denim. We're wondering who carries the emotional load in your house. Mark's very excited to be walking Ooh. into that one. Uh, <laughs> how do you stop siblings from bickering? What fun stuff would you bring back from your childhood for your kids? And to wrap up Kindling's week of sleep, what are your sleep hacks for getting your kids to bed? But first up, um, let's have a chat about the emotional load. Well, that's not fair. This stuff might not seem like a big deal, but it chips away at you. And also, you have to start pulling your weight around here. It's not babysitting if they're your kids. I love that one. Babysitting. Oh. <laughs> this week, Constance Hall posted about the emotional load. So she's just had her seventh baby with her new husband, Denim, and says that it doesn't matter how many children you have, the emotional load always ends up on the mother's shoulders. And um, if you haven't already heard this expression, what we're talking about is basically every need of the humans in your house, whether it's the food that needs to be prepared, nappies that need to be changed, what time is bedtime, birthday parties, presents, your mother-in-law's birthday, doctor's appointments, childcare, the whole guff. In part, she says, the other day I was giving my husband a kick up the butt, I changed that word, but anyway, to get ready quicker so we weren't late. And he turns to me and says, calm down. I've been looking after the baby all morning for you. Wait, what? For who? Uh, Beck, do you agree with Constance? Okay, I, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but 100% agree with her. <laughs> I, so, I mean, I have this theory that because I was on maternity leave with my both my kids for a year each, I, you know, I took all the responsibilities. I knew the timetable. It was only until I recently went on a trip for 10 days away without my kids and my husband, that he finally, they're two and five, learn what time they have to go to bed, that they actually need breakfast to go to school and where all their clothes are in their closet. Like, it was like, he was like, I now know. And I was like, oh, it only took you five years. Isn't that bizarre? Mark, are you brave enough to wade into this one? Yeah, I mean, look, I totally agree. I agree 100%. I agree to 100%. And the, the kind of weird thing is, is that I've spent the last five years of my life trying really hard to be like walk dad you know like the dad who does stuff I'm okay. the dad I, I'm oh, that dad I'm better than those other dads those dads suck but it doesn't even matter because like I've had like I think every single argument I've ever had with my wife about children is around this issue right because like what happens is is when even if even if you do those things 
Like, I put the kids to sleep. I, I know they, they have to have breakfast. I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> <laughs> One up on your husband. Pretzels? Yes. Pretzels or, husband. A, or um, a nutritious breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feed the kids noodles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, um, But anyway, the thing is, is that it's not that I do it. It's that I want credit for it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. Accolades. Yeah, yeah right. Here's the round of applause. And, and every argument we have is around that because I'm like, I try so hard. <laughs> I do so much. And you don't even appreciate me. Look at this guy. Look yeah. at that dad. Yeah. But that just. Don't. Com- yeah, comparing to other dads is but, not yeah. a good This definitely. is the hard thing because, yeah, my husband's the same. He's the modern man. He, he's the main cook in the house. Yeah. But at the same time, when it comes to a timetable in the morning, I'm like Cyclone Becky. I'm like cycling around. <laughs> and he's like a sloth. That is, yeah. He makes us this like delicious, like flat white every morning. He gets like the crema perfectly on top on our machine. But he takes three hours to do this. And then I watch him go and he sometimes sits down on the couch and looks at his phone to see the text messages. And I'm like, oh my God, the kids are going to be late. Like he's just in another world. Yeah. And it is true. Even the modern man hasn't quite understood <laughs> the other elements of life. And I wonder, I know that I'm very organised and I cannot bear the thought of not doing that yeah. stuff because then I feel like birthdays will be forgotten. Yeah. My poor little children will be rocking up to presents with <laughs> sorry, parties with no presents and they'll be the the pariah. Yeah. So I I think part of it must I must take ownership in a way that I just cannot bear the thought of letting him do it because then nothing will happen. Well, well that, that's the thing. Like um, twice my two-year-old in winter went to daycare with no shoes. I let, <laughs> he, she had no shoes on. And I rocked up at the end of the day and I was like, whose shoes are they? Like, Because I did. he did the drop-off because I had to go to yeah. work early and he did the pick-up. I did the pick-up. I was like, oh, no shoes. And they know him. So they're like, it's okay. We, we found shoes. And I was like, did he at least have socks? She's like, no socks. How, how do you miss that? Like, really? How do you miss a child not having shoes on? I didn't put them out. I didn't put the shoes out for him. That's how he missed it. I love you. Yeah, we, my we, husband. Husbands everywhere. We love you. I'm Siobhan Hunt. You're listening to the Parent Panel, where we invite two parents into the studio to get their thoughts on the stories and events of the week. Today, I'm joined by Beck Finer, graphic designer and co-author of If I Was Prime Minister, and Mark Serrells, editorial director and tech and culture at tech and culture website CNET. Uh, next, what did you enjoy as a child that you would bring back for your own children? I remember these from when I was a kid. Back in my day, we used to call those talkies. They don't make them like this anymore. I saw this show when I was a kid. You may have seen that the Spice Girls are really, truly, definitely reforming for a reunion tour. That's according to Mel B. Now, I was already an adult when the Spice Girls were around, but there are parents today who grew up with the Spice Girls, and it made us think about, you know, what you would bring back from your own childhood for your kids. So it could be a TV show, Young Talent Time, really. I mean, that would be great, right? 
a band, or I quite enjoyed the musical Starlight Express, which was only popular in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Beck, what would you bring back from your childhood? Um, okay, I was a big fan of um, Perfect Match. Oh, Perfect Match! <laughs> With like Dexter and just getting around and watching that and say, oh, if I could bring back Perfect Match for my children <laughs> and see that. I actually found like YouTube clips where I went back and just totally reminisced. But, and I also like, I think they do a different version of it, but it's a knockout. It oh, was a, yes. you know, Isn't with that this... what Ninja Warriors is meant to be now? <laughs> oh, God, see, no, but you need the original. The original, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, Perfect Match, what age were you when you were watching I that? I don't think, I think I was quite young. The first Wasn't it love inappropriate? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I, I just had such fond memories and of their hairstyles and their outfits. And I truly yeah. believe, oh, War and they went away back. together, didn't they, at the end? <gasps> or did they went on a date? So. And they filmed the date. Did but it was the robot that Dexter, and he came on and, like, made the match. And it was just inc- Like, Dexter was the future. I want to know who was Dexter. Because obviously there was someone behind working he out who was going to be. His head, <laughs> vividly remember. Beck, he wasn't real. Just, <laughs> just saying. He wasn't real. But, but I truly believe that everyone got together after that, by the way. I'll just end it. Okay, so they may, you think they got married and had children. If you're listening and you were a perfect match couple, we'd like to hear from you. The number is one 100 Kids Radio. Uh, Mark, I'm sorry, I just have to say from your accent, it must be that you didn't grow up in Australia. No, but can I get get the gist of it? Um, Yeah, it's funny because I have a friend who plays a robot (gasps) in a children's TV show. um, No. Yeah, and and one time I did a story about the show and, and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you cannot show me. You cannot let the kids see me. You took it so seriously. <laughs> well, was, fair oh, no. enough. Oh, no, don't say that. Don't go there, Beck. <laughs> I just went, did you see how I just... Yes, like... I did. Good work. You swallowed that word whole. It's, it is July after all. It's just Christmas is just around the corner and Beck is trying to, trying to destroy <laughs> dreams here. So back me? to you, Mark. Yeah, tell us what was in your well, childhood. Well, for me, I'm like... I was really into video games when I was a kid. So like, but now when I see my kid playing video games, I'm like, I'm like, like Marlon Brando and The Godfather. I'm like, I don't want this for you. I don't want this. Go outside. There's so much sunshine. So like, I try and really stop my kids from doing the things that they really want to do, which is watch TV and play video games all day. And uh, so I actually want them to not be like me. I want them to. I don't want them to watch a single show that I watched. I don't want them to do anything or watch He Man or watch Shira or any of that. I just want them to like go. Sorry, you just broke my heart then. You cannot come back. Those are the best cartoons. I tried to make my son watch He Man the other day and he was just not into it. It's on Netflix. Yes. Can I tell you a secret? My boy looks like a little He-Man. Oh, my, oh my God. If Does we he have the hair? He has the hair. <laughs> like Amish like haircut, though. Blonde. I feel like I looked at that I don't know how he got an Amish haircut because I'm not Amish. But the thing is, he's got his, his dad wants my son to grow his hair, which oh, I'm, I'm quite cool no, with. No, I love that. But the problem with a child when they grow their hair is it gets in their eyes. Yeah. And so at one point, his nonna cut his fringe. Mike. <laughs> My so, mum cut my child's fringe without asking Well, me. I, I don't mind. Cause write that down for another segment. <laughs> another se- we'll talk about mother-in-law's cutting hair, but my, my mother-in-law was a hairdresser. <laughs> and plus I was just getting, you know when you see children and the hairs in their face and you're like, come on, let just yeah. you cannot be okay with that. Mm. So I was all right with the him being able to see, but then he ended up with a He-Man slash Amish haircut. Yeah. Well, at least you've got uh, Halloween coming up pretty soon. True. Oh, if we could find him some of those little red... <laughs> loin, yes. A loincloth? Yeah. 
Yes. A <laughs> 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 loincloth. What, what about, um, no, I'm not going to put him in a loincloth. The other thing is that um, Daniel, my husband, thinks he looks like um, Rocky from the Rocky Horror Pictures oh show. Gosh. You know, oh, the little so Rocky Horror, well, that, that does come back every now and again, doesn't the Rocky Horror? <laughs> what about music? Would it, Spice Girls, you both oh, look you're about oh my, my generation. God, I was thinking about the Spice Girls, though. I was completely addicted to the Spice Girls movie. <gasps> Oh, oh, yeah. Movie in the Underrated bus. classic. Oh, my God. The Space Girls movie. I actually go to an Is that 80s, on Netflix? I, every Thursday night, I go to an 80s aerobics class. <gasps> and what, yeah, I do. What? I have to talk I to you about come. that. After. Yeah, so, and then um, one time we did 90s and we did <laughs> Spice Girls and we did the whole to stop right now. We did all the action. <laughs> like, like all these like middle-aged mums doing it. It was actually brilliant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I knew that's... all. Like, it all came back to me. I didn't know the... I didn't know the movements. What about music, though, for music? you, Mark? Oh, man. I mean, I come from the UK, so it would all be like real like total garbage, like Oasis and Blur and all that sad, stuff. Sad, depressing music. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm really into pop music right now, so I listen to all, like, modern pop music really? like in my quest to be woke dad. <laughs> um, so, like, my kid does some sick dances, man. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're so good. He's just, he, he's just, he was born to dance, that kid. And I like to think those genetic... Yeah, it came from can me, you, man. Can you, I know it's radio, but can you bust a move for us? Ah, uh, yeah, it's like this. That's just uh, I do that. I oh, do he's thing. looking like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not quite sure what that is. I, yeah, I, I yeah, don't it's know. very low-key. <laughs> Only kids are doing it. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Michael Jackson. That has been one of my greatest oh, yeah, joys as a parent. Mm. Haven't quite got around to showing them Thriller. Um, because that scared the bejesus out yeah. of me when I was a kid. But the music, they love it. We do yeah. a lot of car dancing to Michael Jackson. I know. I can't wait to start. I mean, I think the Never Ending Story, all those great movies to start. Uh, it's a bit no, scary. No, not Never Ending Story. Oh, my God. I'm still recovering from that horse yeah. drowning in the Oh, yeah. Oh, sad. I reckon that is probably the closest Trey thing. You. Yeah. I'm I damaged. Bit, I think I was a bit in love with Trey You when I was I know, a kid. but I mean, didn't it just get stuck in the mud? Yeah, it did get yes. stuck in the mud, but it died back. Sorry. I Spoiler alert. <laughs> Elise is looking shattered. Our producer, Elise. Have you seen The NeverEnding Story, Elise? She's seen it. She knows it's got a sad ending. Okay, well, maybe, maybe we should move on. I could reminisce all day. This is the parent panel on Kindling Conversation. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I'm talking with Beck Finer, graphic designer and co-author of If I Was Prime Minister and Mark Serrells, editorial director at tech and culture website CNET. In just a moment, how do you stop siblings from bickering? I hate you, but you're my sister. Kevin, don't hit your brother. I didn't. Please, please, kids, stop fighting. Stop shoving your sister. Stop if he's your little brother. He started it. Children can fight about the most illogical things. Uh, my kids have been known to argue about how much room one has on the lounge that their sibling is looking at them. And, of course, <laughs> it's a big one. The constant struggle over who owns what. Our house is a complete bomb shelter, so how anyone claims ownership, I do not know. This week, Bianca Wordley wrote her tips on how to reduce fighting amongst siblings on the Fairfax website. Um, but I need help with this. I want to know how you guys break up or reduce fights in your house? Mark's nodding, Beck's looking a bit kind of unsuccessful, un un <laughs> unsure. Mark, what do you do? Uh, well, I'm really into UFC. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just, just let them fight. Oh, like, right. You put know, them in a cage. Yeah, put them in a cage. Uh, I kinda, I've and actually been two training. Boys. Yeah, we've got two boys. Who, one who's five is really, he's just very nice. So oh. I've, got, I've got a good kid. 
<laughs> and I've got a bad kid. Right. The bad kid is the older one, and the bad the good kid's the older one, and the bad kid's the younger one. The young one bites, fights, kicks, Plays punches, dirty. headbutts, <laughs> grabs hair, doesn't have hair, so doesn't have to worry about the repercussions. <laughs> five-year-old one is just like, I'm cool. I'm cool. It's just deal right. with it. But I've, so I've been trying to teach the five-year-old kid to fight back. <laughs> That's been my goal. So I've been Most teaching them like... leg kicks. I let him kick my leg. He can kick really hard. So I think... Yeah, I just let them fight. Go for it. Go yeah, hard. I think that's boys, isn't it? Yeah. What about you, Beck? You've well, got a boy and a girl. Yeah, it's a bit different. But I wish it was like the olden days when I was fighting with my sibling. My mum just used to like just kick us out of the car and then drive around the block. You just can't do it these days. Yeah, it's just like leave totally... you behind at the supermarket. I once got kicked. We once both got kicked out of the car, and then a car pulled up behind oh my, my mum, and was and my mum had to reverse back and was like get in and I was like well we would have gone in that stranger's car so yeah we won anyway no so I've got a boy and a girl it's really funny it's interesting with the younger kid too you often they're the ones that actually cry but they're the ones that are actually the men, oh, the yeah. ones that started it yeah, yeah. so you can't just pounce on the older one I found but you know what It's it's got to do with um, separating I separate them I'm just like we can't can't work this out and then I just resort to I'm turning the TV off because yeah, yeah you, you know like that. I just resort to like those I'm turning the TV off you're banned from the TV the TV it just wins every time that's true and it, with the eldest that's a really good point because my daughter has started saying recently um, why do you always blame me for the fights yeah. and I said and at one point I think my husband might have said because you're the eldest and I'm yeah. like do not do that to her yeah. she's gonna, because we they, can't afford her therapy later <laughs> if you blame everything on and, being the and eldest you also try and make the older one resolve the situation because you think that they're the ones that are most likely to understand the situation better yeah. and I just sometimes think it's it's not always fair. The only so. thing pe- the older one should have is greater impulse control. I'm not saying complete <laughs> impulse control, but greater impulse control. And at the moment, my daughter, who is the eldest, has no impulse control. <laughs> but the son, as the other thing that I've realised, is often the younger one remains cute for a lot longer. Yeah. And mm. so that whole manipulating, poking, whatever, and getting away with it, you can kind of... They do a little bit because you're like, oh, you're my baby. You can't possibly know what you're doing. What is the worst fight that your kids have ever gotten into? Oh, God. Or or maybe you as a child because sometimes it's easier to remember the terrible Barneys you had. I, this is a time to shame my siblings, and hopefully it will inspire something in you. My, I was the youngest of three, and once um, my sister, um, this is when we were teenagers, climbed up, my parents were away, she climbed up into the pantry and hid there and was waiting for me to come down so she could scare me. But I knew she'd done it, so I refused to get down. But she got stuck. And so she's calling out to me in the end, like, this isn't funny anymore. I'm not going to scare you. Come down and get me. And I'm like, no, I'm not coming down. How is that fair? And so she got really cross with me because I left her up in the pantry. So that's my my experience. Uh, Do you want to know the worst and the possibly the most embarrassing fight than me? I can't believe I'm sharing this. (laughs) Go ahead. So we were climbing through things with my brother and I said to him, I really need to go to the bathroom. I was about five, okay? And I really need to go. I really need to go. And he wouldn't let me. He's like, no, let's keep on playing. And he helped me climb over something and I weed on his head. And we got into a massive fight about it. And he also used it against me for so long. Like he would be like, I'll tell you. I'd be used against you to this day. You weed on him. (laughs) 
Oh my <laughs> he just god! Wrestled, like he just got so <laughs> angry about it. Oh, anyway, wow. there we go. Oh my god, this was like a, a shaming. I think I've got a bright red. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Mike. Come on, you got to make it. Oh man, so I can't. I really can't compete with that. But I will say that last night my son was at soccer training, and his entire team just had a massive Barney. <laughs> really? Oh, the entire team. Five-year-old. Fists were being thrown. The, uh, my son got dragged to the ground and our okay. guy tried to kick him with his studs um, or his cleats. Where about Yeah, what's up with Yeah, it was, uh, they're called the Winston Hills Bears. <laughs> and they're mean, man. They're mean kids. And they were just messing each other up. And they were, and we had, I was just like... I kind of sat there for a bit, see if it would play out, but then it just kept going and <laughs> You're going. You're not the it was coach, like, are you, Mark? No, I'm definitely not the coach. Uh, <laughs> but then we had to break it up. But that was that was that was hectic. But do you know what's crazy. actually between? Um, I've had a few run-ins between my um, kids. Is when the younger one has managed to um, injure my oldest son in the the area of genital area. genital genital areas and you have to like try and explain that that is a very sensitive, <laughs> sensitive area yeah. that you may use to your advantage but you shouldn't in the future because <laughs> it's very painful oh kids you're listening to the parent panel up next your favorite hacks for getting kids to sleep We ask kids about dreams. I have a dream that the whole world was made of cakes and everyone could have lots of different cakes. And I also wish that everyone was happy. Then there will be happy world and cake world and everything world because you could have anything you wanted. The Week of Sleep on Kindling Kids Radio. I've tried everything. I really have. I've tried everything. I'm going to sleep like a baby. When do you sleep? You can't make me. If there's one thing I've learnt about children is that statement is true. You cannot make them go to sleep. So it's up to us as parents to share our tips and tricks on actually getting them to sleep. When my kids were babies, a friend used to swear that uh, the key to a full night's sleep was warm extremities. So they had to have mittens on their hands and socks on their feet. Um, So I'm wondering if you guys have any hacks I hate that word. Sorry, I do. I hate that word. But anyway, tips or tricks that you use to either when they were little to get them to sleep or now that they're older because kids never want to go to sleep. Beck, do you have any strategies you yeah, use? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it changes all the time. I was in the situation where I was so desperate for sleep that I threw money at the situation and got someone to come in and basically train you? them. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I know. It was an extravagant, but, uh, you know, that was my push present. I worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want diamonds. <laughs> and um, But anyway, so they got to sleep and they were fantastic sleepers and then they slowly kind of, you know, they're going to go through stages when they're not going to sleep, you know, all those milestones and all those kind of things. Mm. And um, I worked out that it's just <laughs> my husband is harder than I am at putting them to sleep. And I know this sounds so silly, but they believe him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't believe you. They don't believe you don't me. Mean it, you don't mean it, You need that consistent, slightly tougher parent to put your kid to bed and I've tried to like do the exact same thing that he does like I'm like sleep I put my like he's like and then I put the music on and then I turn the lights off and then and then she sees like it's like she smells the fear <laughs> <laughs> and she's like and she just goes off and then I was like I tried you, you have to put it to sleep <laughs> Mark do you have any well it's funny I was going to say the exact same thing like and in, in, in my wife and I's experience it's been easier for me to put the kids to sleep 
especially when they're younger and if you're still breastfeeding, it's like they see that and they're like, okay, <laughs> dinner time. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with a guy, it's just not it's not dinner time. <laughs> so it's just easier for me to do it. So I've actually found that I do most of it, mostly by walking in a tight concentric circle. Pat, for ages. Um, yeah, um, but the oldest one, really easy. I just slam the door, walk out. You know, Sorry, them. now, the one that's five, you just put them in bed and walk away. I just put them away. in bed and walk away. The one Do you do that, that too, Beth? No, that Sorry, that I was just wondering if I'm the only parent that, that stays there. Completely. I'm talking about the two-year-old who is still in a jail and will be in the jail for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on talking about getting a bed. I was like, no, 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 no. no like, and then she'll get out. It's a cage. We need a cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number two for me is really tough still. Mm. Uh, but number one is at that stage where he just does it himself. Uh, I don't know how I got that far, how I got to that point. But number two, he's just, oh, my God. He just opens the door. <laughs> yeah. And just, oh. like, stomping out like some So you didn't keep him in the cage. That's That's your... it. I should and have put I, him in the cage. I also, I mean, I know you don't want them to get dependent on things, as my sleep coach told me. <laughs> but I do think some good music... Um, really Sleepy soundtrack On Kindling Kids Radio Except I put Yeah Sleepy soundtrack Do not put on YouTube Where it suddenly goes Into some like Mad (laughs) Heavy metal (laughs) Heavy metal That you're like Then you can't creep back in You've just got to let it Completely run out (laughs) (laughs) That's hard I sometimes tell Random stories That just end With people falling asleep Like I'll tell (laughs) Quinn You're a ninja And it's ninja world And it's sleepy ninja world and all the ninjas are very <laughs> sleepy. And then you start slowly, the ninjas are walking down. This, and eventually it's like, oh, and he goes. There was a book once that was about a rabbit, something. Anyway, it was it went viral. Everyone wanted to get it because it was some Nordic um, writer had written it about this rabbit and it made everyone go to sleep. And I got it. And the only reason it worked was because it was the most boring book yeah. I have ever read. Don't read exciting <laughs> stories and don't read them exciting as well. Yeah, when I started being a parent, I was like, drama's in session. Yeah. Let's tell this story <laughs> the most dramatic way possible. Now I'm like, and Peter the rabbit went down the stairs <laughs> and he picked up the... That's how I read stories now. <laughs> yeah. Like, get, no, get ready because no it's sleep time. But it's hard because, uh, yeah, my husband is the firm one, but I can't do the firm. It's just not naturally in me. So, you know, for the parents of both of them are like soft like me. Good luck. I know. I think <laughs> that's me and my husband. We have yeah. a bunk bed. Again, so let me shame myself on air to make up for your weeing on the headstone. <laughs> for people that this have is, just tuned in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mind you, Beck is only five. I am it 41. Was not, like, it was not an adult situation. I was five. <laughs> uh, we have a, a bunk bed for our kids. So my daughter's on the top and my son's on the bottom. So we put our kids together at the same time, which I, I don't know how it works, but we both read books. Then I sing to my daughter. <laughs> then my husband tells my son, probably about 50 times to sit down and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we both lie there until they're asleep. Oh, no, no. And then we leave. But then I, you, I yeah, fall that, asleep. that is... No, I, that, um, I often hear my yeah, husband that's snoring. You can't, you can't... That's like rule number three in the yes. in the sleep manual. I'm, hashtag parent fail. I know. <laughs> that's why I host I a parent. I sometimes do the one where I go, I'm going to call... Like, I had a friend who go, who told me all these tips. I was like, do you want me to call her? I'm going to call her if you don't go back to your bed to my son. You know, he does the <laughs> in and out. And then he comes and goes, I just want to give everyone a 
big hug and I was like, get out. I'm, that's it. I'm calling Olivia. I'm calling <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> I need a scary aunt. Well, thank you so much for your tips. I, now I know that I have completely failed on how I take my no, children no, to bed. No, no, no. I, I lie also that my kids go to bed like super much more earlier than they do to all my friends. I was like, oh, yeah, they're in bed by six. <laughs> Beck, Mark, thank you so much for coming oh, in. so great. Thank you. That was Beck Finer, graphic designer and co-author of If I Was Prime Minister and Mark Serrell's editorial director at tech and culture website, CNET. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review and share it with your friends. The Parent Panel, new episodes every Friday.